and welcome to Euphoria, the podcast all about the great glam and garish from Eurovision past. My name is Roland Bodenham and I am joined by a woman who knows very well the story of my life. She's a Cleopatra to me. I've seen her on fire on the dance floor on many a night for which I give her all of my love. <laughs> it's Isabel Chilman. Yay! That was, that was one of my favourites ever. <laughs> it was a bumper intro for what is sure to be a bumper episode Ooh, as they always yeah. are. Very special. This week is our first week where we review all of the 2020 Eurovision songs, the first semi final, mm -hmm. and eventually decide who wins this year because no one else is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm down for that. <laughs> I, I won't say we've got official approval from Yolo, Jon Ola, but I, you know, I feel like he would appreciate this uh, this effort on our part. Look, he once liked one of your tweets, so yes. I think that means we get official approval on everything we do from Jon Ola. Absolutely, yeah, that was a that was a sign. One uh, like a contract lasts a lifetime. <laughs> A contract that he entered into unknowingly, willing or unwillingly, <laughs> knowing or unknowingly, but we'll take that as a as a given. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, mate? All right? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. Had a busy week. Been decorating my new flat, which has been really exciting. Yeah. I got a desk today. That was really exciting. Did some more tidying, did some more clearing. Uh, busy. Yeah, I have been busy. I've went for a big walk today as well to go pick up a shower head. Very nice. Look at you, yeah. mate. You are you are something else. You are getting shower heads and desks and all that stuff. I'm serious now. That's my life. Shower heads. <laughs> shower heads and desks. Uh, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing good as well. I was up on I was sunbathing yesterday on the roof. Oh, uh, which, gorgeous. Uh, I know it's it's like 22, 26 degrees Celsius over here this weekend. Wow. Um, it's crappier. Oh, uh, you had it for a while though when it was raining here, so yeah. I feel like it's. I have still got a little over. bit of a tan, so I shouldn't. Yeah, there you go. I shouldn't be jealous, and it's going to pick back up again <laughs> this week. If you're in the yeah. UK, we're going to go back up to the heavy heights of 22 degrees. Wow, very exciting! But mm -hmm. uh, stay, don't go, don't go to parks. Just do it no. through your window, or if you've got a garden, do it in your garden. Just stick your head out a window. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, do you? Let's, uh, do you? You're drinking something. I can see it on the webcam. You are drinking a beverage. What are you drinking today, Isabel? A Moretti Italian Ooh, beer. A beer. I was thinking of having a beer today as well, but I didn't. I. Uh, we're all pre-poured, so apologies if you were hoping for the pop and the pour. But I'm drinking a lovely glass of Aperol Spritz. Oh, Ooh. jealous! I got through a whole bottle of Aperol the other week when yeah. it was really sunny yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens very quickly. It's hard to, to predict. And I also, because this episode is is probably going to be a bumper episode, I also have by my side just the rest of the bottle of Prosecco, just in case, uh, <laughs> so I can top up as we go. Great. I've got a bottle of rosé in the fridge, so at some point oh, I am going to have to nip off and grab that. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. I'm sure we'll need a break at some point. Um, so we're sort of skipping news. We've done all the news. Um, yeah. There's, there's no news. Well, actually, I tell you what I saw this week, um, and I know we were sort of worried about it or, or complaining about it a little bit, that the Beeb were putting on their own show at the same time as Eurovision. Mm. 
I take it all back. They've done something very clever and they are doing a non-stop like seven hour day of back-to-back Eurovision shows based uh, like across multiple channels. So there's stuff on Radio 4, then there's stuff online and then there's uh, their BBC show and then there's the broadcast of the Euro EBU show as well. Back to back to back. I think they've done an amazing job with that. I, I'm well impressed. Well chef by that. Yeah. If we could have more Eurovision-based content, that would be great. I actually saw one of our lovely friends, Matt Baker, tweeting yeah. about this the other day. And as he quite rightfully said, if you are a Eurovision fan, watch, listen, c- engage with every single bit of that Eurovision content. Because if the BBC see really great ratings on their Eurovision content, maybe they'll put a bit more effing effort into <laughs> the contest on an Making annual basis not just this year because yeah. we've got a pandemic and we have yeah. to put on something fun and they had to cancel EastEnders so they need more content yeah. but year yeah. in year out maybe they'll go oh actually people quite yeah. like this Eurovision malarkey yeah. don't they <laughs> something in this mm. uh, yeah but I think of like almost of all the national broadcasters I think the BBC might be putting on the most out there. So congratulations, oh, Beeb, good on for that the one. Thanks, good Auntie. For them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So be sure to tune in if you're uh, a UK watcher or can somehow uh, tweak things on the internet to <laughs> enable yourself to watch that as well. So that's our news. We didn't do the noise. I'm going to do the noise. Eurovision news just happened. It was. It just, it, it, it just happened. So we got a couple of emails this week as well. Uh, let's let's. Let's enjoy and appreciate them, but we'll do it in a manner speedy enough so that this episode isn't two hours long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our first email uh, has a uh, subject line episode idea, um, and I'm going to keep the actual next bit quiet just in case, just Good. so that um, yeah, it won't reveal anything. But the email reads, Hello, Roland and Isabel. Long-time listener. Second-time email. Great. Emailer. Zach here from Chicago, <gasps> Zach, Illinois, United States, America, North America. Yeah, second time emailer. Aww, <laughs> Zach's back. I remember Zach. Um, wanted to start off by saying how happy I am to have you both back in my AirPods on the regular. Oh, she's fancy, isn't she? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we need this now more than ever with this year's competition being suspended. I have an idea for an upcoming episode, and then I'm going to skip this next bit just in case. His, it, the, I, I'm including this email, uh, reading it publicly because of this next bit. Fun story. I always love a paragraph that starts with <laughs> fun story. <laughs> My partner and I were in the security line at the Lisbon airport the morning after the 2018 contest. All of a sudden, we heard a tirade of Slavic cursing directly behind us. I turned round and realised that the Bulgarian group and their head of delegation were behind us. Zana, the female vocalist, was incredibly upset with their placement in the contest the night before and just wanted to get home. She was instantly recognisable even though she was wearing massive sunglasses and had an oversized hoodie tightly pulled over the wig she wore on stage the night before... I question whether or not she even took it off as it was fairly early in the morning. <laughs> Suddenly, she pulled out an e-cigarette and began smoking furiously, blowing smoke in their manager's face. They finally got her to calm down before reaching the security checkpoint, but I think it's safe to say she was not pleased with their result. Uh-oh. All the best. <laughs> Stay safe, dears. Zach. 
But Zach, we love a bit of Eurovision gossip. We do love some gossip. Wait, was was this the one that at the time we heard rumours that she was throwing throwing glasses mm. around? Well, there was someone, wasn't there, in was the t- 2018 one? It may well have I been I feel like them. that was Bulgaria. I think that was her. <laughs> which means that Zach has just confirmed the rumours that she was kicking off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that it continued through the night and into the next morning. With the wig remaining on her head. With the wig remaining on her head. Wow, love we love it. a bit of that. Thanks for that, Thank, Zach. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> and then our second email of the day. It uh, has the subject line, Every day truly is party day. Woohoo! It, it reads, Bonjour, my babies. <laughs> During a four-mile walk earlier this week whilst trying to escape cabin fever and my family for a while, I was horrified and offended... <laughs> As I listened to episode 61, Chapel of Ease, not because of Isabel's delightfully crass party game, but instead at her score for the song ah, of the week. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. I, you know, I have, yeah. I have thought about this since I have thought back and I've listened back and I've, I think I was, um, I was, I think I was wrong. I think I was wrong. But carry on, carry on the email. Every day is party day would get these points from me. <laughs> it was the perfect song for these times to get the mood up. As for the Blacklist Eurovision, that was a wonderful idea and a great episode. Thank you. It was. Qu- Queen Aliona, Aliona and her giant glitter ball are Eurovision legends, but both of those 2013 songs were great. Bangers. And I can't believe they wasted the original one. Us too. Mm-hmm. Anyway... I'll stop yammering. Thank you for another weekly instalment of Eurovision Joy. I hope you're both surviving the craziness. Shining a lovely light, Chance from Brooklyn, currently quarantining in Oregon. Oh, oh. different for Very you, nice. Chance. <laughs> Very nice. I know. Someone's got a family in. home. <laughs> It's very nice. It's good to be able to escape from time to time. Oh, um, thanks for but that. Chance, I, I appreciate your uh, scoring. I mean, it was only one uh, level of scoring higher than what Isabel eventually did when she took pity on me and, <laughs> and gave me an extra no, point. No, 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 not pity, not pity. I was just, I was conflicted. I was conflicted mm, about it. Mm, but I do think mm. it was a very good song. Well, I appreciate I do like that. it. <laughs> well thank you very much for your emails everyone if you would like to get in touch with us particularly if you uh, agree or disagree uh, with uh, our scoring this week mm. uh, you can by emailing us at euphoriapodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at euphoriacast yeah let's move on there uh, and we are going to start so what we're going to do Isabel yes is as we do every year. Uh, obviously, this year is slightly different in that um, we can't be proven wrong. So, we, so that's Anything great. we say is factually <laughs> correct. So we're going to go through in the order of the semifinals. In this episode, we are doing semifinal one. Yep. Plus the country from the big five plus the host country um, in order of where they're allowed to vote in the semifinals mm-hmm. as well. And I think what we've done, I was trying to think about it. What we've done in previous years is we've given positions to um to where we think these these uh entries are going to finish up but then anyone in the top three or five we've been a bit vague about haven't we until the end of the second episode Mm -hmm. where we will make our predictions for how they would finish yes so i've got some some top five finishers this week but we're going to leave it vague and we'll have to tune in uh next week to hear 
who we think the winner will be. Uh-huh. It's a two-parter. All right then, Isabel. So we are going to start with the first in the order on the semi-final, which is Australia mm. uh, with the act Montaigne and the song Don't Break Me. So Montaigne is a art pop singer-songwriter musician who uh, signed her first publishing deal back in 2012. Uh, at this year's Australia Decides National Final, uh, Dami Im actually drew a big reaction when she announced that she would be taking a run at a 2021 entry. Mm. However, that was, of course, before all of the uh, postponing of the event and uh, artists moving back a year. I don't... And so... Go on. I don't think that's advisable because Dami came second. Yeah, Like, big. second. You mm. nailed it, okay? Your song was killer. You have no personality, but you were given an amazing <laughs> song and a lovely dress. Yeah. I mean, that uh, yeah. clip of her when they're, when they're saying in the in the green room bit, are you going to have a drink to celebrate? She's like, oh, I just have a lemonade. Oh my God, it kills me. I still think about that all the time. Why, if you come second in Eurovision, are you going to try and come back? You're not, no. you're not going to win. You never go back to Eurovision, no. especially not if you came no, no, second. No. Insane. No, but absolutely. Absolutely. Carry on. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, this is, there's a number of countries who have said to their artist um, that you will be returning next year. Montaigne is one of them. Mm -hmm. So we will be seeing uh, her in 2021 of course with a different song mm. so let's take a quick listen to australia's entry don't break me Okay, that was Australia, uh, Montaigne with the song Don't Break Me. Uh, Isabel, uh, let me hear some of your thoughts. Um, so, people were going a little bit wild about this one. Mm. I do not rate it. Like, mm. fun outfit, very fun outfit. Sure. Love the blue hair, love a bit of tulle. Lovely yeah. staging, clearly playing on the fact that Eurovision loves a barefooted performance, as they none of them have shoes on. But the song itself, um, I don't know. I don't know whether if I would like the song if someone else sang it because that live performance her voice is shaky and I can't mm. actually understand what she's singing in the verses the beginning mm. of that part of that song I have no idea what the lyrics are because she doesn't articulate when she sings <laughs> Montaigne so she might I'm be an Montaigne. art pop performer but she mumbles and I don't I don't know I think I think they probably would have got three because they're Australia and everyone is still excited about Australia. And they have put forward, you know, don't get me wrong, they've put forward killer performances in previous yeah. years, like since yeah. they've been in. They've been in the top 10 four out of the five years that they've been in the contest, which is insane. Very impressive. But this would not have, 
hit the heady heights of those previous years, I don't think. And I'm actually not not particularly excited about Montaigne returning next year. No, no. I, I think that performance is sort of everything for this one, and I don't think it's enough. I think the song is quite well written. I quite like the you thought I was elastic line. That's quite nice and interesting. Um, but, you know, after last year's uh, gravity on sticks oh, and, like, that amazing... That performance I, I you know it, it, it's and looking at the live staging of this she's she's doing some kind of contemporary dancing on the stage but it's it's nothing compared to to katie um and gravity last year i think that actually maybe i prefer as a song this one to last year's song okay and if they did something combined in terms of the sort of staging from last year and this song um i would i would really rate it but do, do you like do you like her voice though no which is why i'm saying right. the performance yeah, of yeah, it yeah. including including the actual like vocal the performer. performance the performer yeah mm. um could be well improved yeah and, real mm. shaky real shaky voice and although we know that for the audience vote really that doesn't make that big a difference like someone doesn't the audience aren't overly fussed by if someone is the best singer in the world but the judges vote really cares about that they are on it with that kind of thing so i don't think this would this would rate very well with the judges anyway i think it would get through the semis because it's australia but i don't think it really deserves to i uh no i i i completely agree with you i have this and i probably this is probably much higher than you have it i do have this going in at 12th place um because they're Australia, people have, you know, they've earned a lot of, they've cur- they've sort of earned a lot of um, appreciation from other countries over the years because they've been in the top 10. So they are a big name in Eurovision. They are, but I don't think, I don't think that would carry this song through to 12th because the one time they didn't get into the top 10, they were 20th. That's true. So they are not just coasting through on being the novelty of the only country that's literally nowhere near nowhere mainland near. <laughs> Europe. And it's yeah. Australia and they're fun and they make funny films like Priscilla Queen of the Desert and they know camp and you know, that only gets you so far. And I think I think actually this would have potentially been like top 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 end of the right side of the board. Yeah. So yeah, around the the middle, around yeah. the middle area. Yeah. Which it which is well, that I mean, that's fifteenth, sixteenth place. Lower then. Okay. <laughs> Middle of the right-hand side of the board. Tw- about twentieth, probably the same as the last 20th. time they didn't get in yeah, the top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Meh. fair. You, but you know what? She can try harder next next year. She can indeed. <laughs> I wonder if her hair will change colour. That's fun. I know. Yeah, get a new ruff. Uh, okay, let's move on. We because uh, we're on one of uh, what about sixteen, <laughs> seventeen, so eighteen, nineteen, up. twenty, twenty. Yeah, we are moving on to Belarus and uh, Val with the song Davidna. Now, Val obviously enters Eurovision and goes straight into our list of performers who sound like they could be a middle-aged woman woman from Huddersfield. <laughs> She's joined Margaret. <laughs> Margaret and Val going and Val. down Eurovision. <laughs> Going down Eurovision Disco for a couple of Baileys. Oh, I thought I'd give that a try. <laughs> now, Val is actually a group made up of lead singer Valeria Gribosova and keyboardist and producer Vlad Pashkevich. 
who in the national final video can be seen sort of wheeling a keyboard around on stage. Now, this is one mm. that we're not going to listen to, Mm-mm. and sort of I think you can you can tell why. Um, <laughs> Isabel, what did, what were your thoughts? Thoughts are. Love the headpiece. I want the headpiece. Uh, yeah. So fabulous. Okay. Once okay. it gets into the chorus, I was vibing off it, but the verses were a bit meh. I like the choreography. It's a bit like it's like it's like Belarusian voguing, complete with a death drop at one point, which is massively <laughs> pandering to the queer Eurovision fan base, um, or indeed anyone who's seen RuPaul, which is literally the entire world now has watched Drag Race. So very much pandering to that. I don't think, I don't rate it. I don't rate the song. No, it's one of my ones no. that I've got in red. I don't think this would have got through the first semi final. No, I agree with you. I personally didn't think too much of the choreography myself, of the whole band. I think that the guy wheeling the keyboard around on stage <laughs> looks a little weird. like he's, he's a, like a um, roadie just sort of <laughs> helping people get equipment in the right place I, I didn't quite get that um no i mean it's it's a nice if a little sort of mediocre pop song but mm. i don't think it will qualify nope moving on all right that was quick okay let's move on to number three in the first semi-final which is ireland being represented by leslie roy story of my life now uh leslie has seen sort of reasonable success as a singer-songwriter for the last decade or so um she released her debut album back in 2008 which peaked on Billboard's Top Heat Seekers chart. I don't know what that chart is. Eh? At number five. <laughs> I guess they've got a few different ones. Um, since then, she's largely been a songwriter and she's written songs for Adam Lambert, amongst others. And most recently, she provided lead vocals for the entrance theme for WWE wrestler Ember Moon. <laughs> So <laughs> this is what the level of insight you're, you're getting. Yeah, I'm from, into that. All right. <laughs> I clearly haven't watched WWE in a while because I have no, no idea who Ember no. Moon is. Clearly not. Um, I think we should have a listen to this one. Yeah, we'll have a little listen. I don't care what they say. Yeah, that was Leslie Roy with the song Story of My Life. Isabel, give me some of your some of those good, good thoughts. Well, they didn't put a boy forward this year, which is a nice <laughs> you know, it's good, it's a good little change of events. They actually they did have a girl a couple of years ago, didn't they? Didn't do very well. Um again, so we've just watched the live version of it, but if you watch the video, yet again another country really pandering to the RuPaul generation. Um I really like her. Actually, that's a theme as well. That is a theme throughout mm, the, the first semi-finals. If you watch the videos, mostly uh, very much pandering to the RuPaul generation this year. Loving the queer friendliness of it, you know. Yeah. But she is, also, she, and she is gay. She's she married is to a woman in the US. Very gay, yeah. lovely lesbian Leslie. I love her pink suit in the music video as well. Really into it. Overall view of the song is that it's a bad Katy Perry song. The, the, the na 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 bit makes me cringe every time I hear it. It's 
awful and absolutely has no place in this song. The song would have been acceptable if they hadn't mm. have put in na 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 na. I, I wrote down that it was a early 2010s Disney pop hit. Someone, Miley yeah. Cyrus, uh, yeah. Hannah Montana might sing this song mm. about the story of their life when they're 13 years old. Good on Ireland for continuing to celebrate their queer communities through Eurovision. Absolutely. You know, we've got Leslie. There was Ryan O'Shaughnessy's beautiful stage yep, in 2018. Absolutely. absolutely great. Wonderful don't think this would have got through the semis again though i think ireland have lost it in recent years bring back jedward year in year out just bring them back because they apart from that you know really with ryan's lovely beautiful song and lovely staging what have ireland put forward in the best part of 10 years yeah that's made an impact not interested and I think, I genuinely think, like, people love Jedward, right? And I think that if you put them in enough, eventually people will just go, let's give them it. Let's give <laughs> oh, them it because give we him love the them. Prize. <laughs> but people love Jedward, but also their two Eurovision songs was, were bangers. Was great. They yeah, absolutely. really great absolutely. Eurovision songs. I know, I know. I mean, we say it every year. Oh, uh, no, just bring them back. Just bring those bring lads back. back. They've got nothing else to do, bless them. <laughs> just going around bothering people all the time probably uh okay well on that note let's move forward to the fourth song of the night and this is lithuania uh with the group the roop and the song on fire um the roop attempted to enter eurovision just one time before in 2018 and they fell just short coming in second place but they are back uh this year and have also been confirmed that they are returning to represent lithuania in 2021 Let's take a listen to the song On Fire. The heat is getting higher. I feel that I'm on fire. The world is my desire. I feel that I'm on fire. Okay, there we go. That was The Root with On Fire. Isabel and I were both over video uh, chat doing some of the dancing there. (laughs) Um, Isabel, thoughts, please. So this was another one that the Euro fan base was going crazy about. The dance break, which is is what me and Roland were doing over the video calls to each other, is bonkers amazing. Uh, The song itself, apart from the dance break bit, I, I... I could take or leave that dancing and that bit makes the song that makes the song what the song is I don't get again with the kind of similar to well not similar to Leslie with a na na naing because that ugh, makes my skin crawl and my neck go weird but what's the la 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 bit about they ruined the, they completely ruined the song it's, la, 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 it's la, like they la. ran out of yeah things to sing about it's really <laughs> odd i regardless and this might be controversial to people listening mm. i don't think this would have got through the semis <gasps> oh my god no because it's very controversial <laughs> remember how great portugal was last year well 2019 iconic conan osiris mm. telemovis that song was bonkers amazing as well did not get through the semi-finals 
there's been some bonkers amazing hits that have that the Euro fan base has gone crazy about. They never get through the semis though, because I think unfortunately at Eurovision, if you want to do something that's a bit outside the box, it still has to be for the masses. So you have to be bonkers like Netta or like Verka for it to do well. You have to be com- like commercially bonkers, if that makes sense. And I think the dance break and the dancing on this, although fun, would not be enough for it to get through the semis. It would be that one this year that everyone would go, but what, how did it not get through? And you're like, well, because it's yeah. a bit mad and people don't know what to do with it. I think that's very controversial. This was uh, before the cancellation of the show. This was one of the favorites, the bookies no. favorites. No. It was. You can't I just I don't say care. no, it Yeah, was. I can say, I can say no. Of course I can say no. Like you said, nothing can be proven can differently no. because they can't enter this year. And they again, every year though, there is a song that is one of the bookies favorites very, very early on where they go, oh, it's going viral. The video has been watched 18 million times. It's gonna win. And then it gets nowhere near winning because actually it's not as good as the other songs. It's not as likable as the other songs. And this, although fun, is not as good as some of the other songs and is not as likable as some of the other songs. So I'm sorry, but I'm right. (laughs) And you can't prove me wrong. (laughs) No, I know exactly. And like, I wish we could now because we have very varying uh, opinions on, on where this ends up. I think quite similar on the actual song itself. I think, I personally think that, you know, this this is obviously a song that got attention like you say very early on it's one of those ones that are very easy to pick up and be like yeah look at this quirky song but the the question is does it have the longevity to continue to eurovision night itself Mm -hmm. i think i think it's i think it has got a lot going for it i think it's it's almost like a like a hot chip song or something like that something when you first listen to you're like oh yeah it's okay and but then like the more you listen to it the catchier it becomes and you look forward to those breaks or whatever but people watching on Euro- the vast majority of people watching eurovision on the night itself will only be hearing it for the first time um and i don't know like you know how much it would stand out yeah having said all that i have written that i think this will end up in the top five so I think this might be one of our biggest uh, uh, big difference uh, disagreements yeah. on placements, and it's it's sad that we won't one of us won't be able to come out I'm correct and the other wrong. Okay, at the end of this episode, then I'm interested to see who you would have knocked out in replacement for this. Then very interesting. Okay. Okay, yeah, because okay. it is. It was. It was. It was tight. But uh, yeah, I, I like on, it. On. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slating the song. There's elements to it I'm not so interested in. I like the song. I like the performance. I just don't think it would get through. All right. So we are moving on to song number five. Uh, North Macedonia performing as North Macedonia for the second time uh, because before they were F Y R Mace. Yeah. Uh, with Vasil and the song You. We don't have to listen to this one, do we? No. Good. It is. It's. It's our fifth song of the night, and it's our fifth dance pop bop, really. I mean, or a dancey poppy number. Yeah. Um. It feels a little bit like it. It instead of trying to replicate the the winner from last year everyone's trying to sort of out out pop each other yeah. uh, this year which is interesting um and yeah it makes for some sort of interesting results as to who gets cut and who doesn't make it um north macedonia actually finished in seventh place last year which was really good uh, this song is kind of a similar vein to switzerland's she got me from last year mm. that dirty dancing one uh yeah, isabel yeah. what were your thoughts 
to be honest, I can't actually remember the song itself <laughs> because okay. it had the song had no impact on me. Right. But the video had a big oh. impact on me. <laughs> the video is so bad. It, I laughed out loud. The opening element of it, it's it's accidentally very camp. So at the start, I thought it was going to be another queer pandering song because when the guy, the main guy sits down at the bar, him and the barman look like they're gonna go bang in the bathroom. They have more sexual chemistry in the opening five seconds than him and the girl wearing a scrunchie on the top of her head have throughout the remaining song as they're dancing next to each other. Oh my God. And an incredibly oversized pink creamy drink that she's like drinking just before she's about to do a dance, which I would I would be vomiting halfway through if I'd been drinking that. It is the oddest <laughs> video. I, it made me laugh a lot though, so I do like it for that. But my okay. God, okay. it would not get through the semis. Wow. <laughs> it just wouldn't. Well, well we, uh, we're disagreeing again, mate. This one's getting through for me. No, you're I an think idiot. It, I think it... <laughs> It takes a little while to get there, but I think that the last like 30 seconds of the song really kick in um, and it's good fun. And if they did something, if they did some like sexy dancing, like, well, not sexy. They don't sexy know what sexy dancing is. <laughs> he's gay and she's wearing a scrunchie. They've no we don't idea know that he's what heterosexual. Well, come on. <laughs> Him and the barman. There's a thing going on. Very into each other. Watch the video and tell me I'm wrong. Rewatch it. (laughs) Maybe it's just a very multi-leveled video. Maybe you've you've got what they were their intention from this. Maybe I have. Maybe it's very smart. Maybe the dancing with the girl with the scrunchie is like a metaphor for hidden sexuality. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it it is. Maybe this is the greatest video ever made. I love it, but honestly, the video was so distracting for me, anyway that um, I can't remember any of the song. So it's definitely not getting through for me. Oh, I think it's getting through and I think it's going to finish in 16th place. Oh, no, wrong. (laughs) Okay, well. I'm really confused about what you're knocking out these semis because if you put those two through, what are you knocking out? We'll see. I'm knocking out some some other, some old shit (laughs) in other places. (laughs) So we move on to number six. It is Russia. With Little Big and the song Uno. Now, Isabel, we keep going and the pop does not stop. Uh-uh. Uh, Russia joins <laughs> Russia joins the party with rave pop quartet, Little Big. Now, I will say, uh, and we're going to have to sort of take this into account and then not take this into account. The band itself have already raised controversy after video surfaced of band members at a 2017 Belgian Pride mocking LGBT people using the F word and calling for a heterosexual pride. Wait, I didn't know this. Yeah, yes. Oh, no. It's much like our uh, uh, Jacques Houdet from a few years ago where we were almost certain that he was a sort of queer icon and then turned out to be a massive homophobe. Oh, shit. Um, So, uh, yes, it is um, slightly controversial, probably quite controversial, uh, but let's have a listen in that case to Little Big with the song Uno, bearing in mind that probably most of the people watching Eurovision wouldn't hear that back story either. Okay. 
have to do is to be ready for some action now. That was uh, Little Big with the song Uno. Now, obviously, you know, with what I've just said, we're going to have to uh, bear in mind that the song is a little tainted, but um, we are here to discuss how well we think the songs will do at Eurovision, not whether we agree with the uh, homophobia of some of their entries, uh, which obviously is um, uh, uh, appalling and terrible. Um, so, Isabel, what do you think about Russia's entry, Little Big? I mean, who knew the Russian broadcasting team had a sense of humour? Like, right. I would never have thought that Russia would put forward an entry like this because normally it's very serious and it's a bloke singing a powerful song. I never thought they'd put forward something as silly as this. You look at the video, lots of dancing, very silly. You know, they're a satirical group. Um, They have a song called Lolly Bomb where the video is King Jong-un lookalike. Making love to a bomb at one point. Interesting. and actually, I do remember seeing, when I was looking at some of their other stuff, the, their, the song Skibbity that went viral a couple of years ago. I do remember actually seeing that when it was doing the rounds, because there's this kind of mad dance that they do in the video that everyone kept doing on social media. Um, I love the song. It get, Like you've just said, like with Jacques from a couple of years ago, where we were all crazy about the song and then realised he was a massive homophobe and it was like, oh, fuck. Same for this one, because I think the song is great. The video is amazing. Another video with a death drop though. RuPaul has a lot to answer for. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And the fact that they are, they have done homophobic things. They are homophobes. And they are, again, massively pandering to the queer audience is not a cool thing whatsoever. Yeah, not great. Um, no. Very disappointed about the homophobia, not just because it's homophobia, but because this could have been great. I think it would get through. I think in the same way that, you know, everyone knew, everyone in the Euro fan base knew about Jacques by the semi-finals, but the song still got through. This, like you said, a lot of the, the audience aren't going to know about this kind of thing. I think this would get through to the finals and I think it would perform very well at the finals. But obviously for us all, this community, yeah. it would we would not want it to do well because there's bad people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that they might even slightly be able to get away with it a little more because I think that the comments came from one particular band member okay. um, and they are a full band, whereas obviously Jacques was just Jacques and, and was also voted uh, homophobic. But the is year. that band member still in the band? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So oh. I don't, but I think like if we're talking about PR, which, mm. you know, when it comes to yeah, homophobia yeah, yeah. is obviously something that's terrible to even think about. But I think that they would probably They'd be able to, be brush able it off to for get that. away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I it's have, a real shame because the, the, real shame. the video is amazing. The the, the outfits, the, 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 the knee dancing with the, there's one of the backing singers. I really hope, do you know which one's a homophobe? I, I don't. Oh, I hope I'm not saying something nice about a homophobe. But the the female backing singer, her face never changes. Oh my god, no, she's great, and she's, I know that it was a man who was ho- who was being homophobic. Of course so I think it she, was. Well, as she's, far as we know, <laughs> she's she's great in the video. She's my yeah. favorite because she yeah, looks yeah. like she's gonna 
do dirty things to you <laughs> yeah, while yeah, doing yeah. this bizarre dance. She's yes. perfect, except if she's a homophobe, in which case she's not perfect. And I will say that in the music video, there are seven performers. And so they will have to drop one for, well, they would have had to drop one for yeah. uh, the live performance. Um, and maybe they could drop the homophobe, but obviously if it's the lead singer, then they would have uh, difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. we, don't, we don't know which, if... All or one of them is a homophobe, but we know that one is. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's let's move on now. Uh, we are going to move on. Oh, also, no. So let's uh, give a position. I think they're going to be top five. I said, yeah, top five. Yeah, top yeah. five. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on to the seventh song of the night. It is Slovenia uh, and Anna Solkic with the song Voda. Uh, we're not going to listen to it. Also, I didn't write anything down for this one. <laughs> All I wrote was boring with about eight R's. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not great, and no. they aren't gonna they aren't gonna qualify. No. Sorry, Slovenia. Try again. Agree. Next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, now we are moving to number eight with Sweden and the Mamas with the song Move. Now, if the Mamas seem familiar to you, it's because we had it's because they had a fairly prominent role in last year's contest as the backing singer singers to John Ludwig's Too Late for Love. And I think argue, arguably they made that song what it was. And they have returned this year with their gospel infused song move should we have a listen yes and there ain't no fire that I wouldn't run right through there ain't no mountain baby that I wouldn't move nothing that I wouldn't do for you cause you do it for me All right, uh, that was the Mamas with the song Move. The song itself is very Sweden in that it's very well produced, catchy and uplifting. But is that enough to get it to the top? Isabel, what do you think? I love the Mamas. They are gorgeous (laughs) women. They're wearing gorgeous outfits. It's a gorgeous song. Mm. I don't think it's as good as, is it too late for love? I want to know, which they were, they were amazing. John, obviously very hunky gorgeous, but him by himself, that song, the performance of that song would not have been very interesting. Like you said, the mamas, they were the ones that made it really. They made it, yep. Very happy that the mamas got through this year to represent Sweden by themselves. This is not at the same level of some some of Sweden's other entries from previous years it would definitely have got through the semis it is super yep. fun there's bits to sing along with you can clap along you know they just bring joy it's a very joyful performance with the mummers it seems to be every time it is but i do not think this i don't think it would have even been in top 10 to be honest at the finals no i agree i think i think it's fairly clear it's it's not a winner i think i think the the women themselves you know could make could have made a very big impression on like the eurovision eurovision audience both on the night itself and the week leading up to the to the contest um but i think sweden needs to do something to like break out of this fairly very well produced yeah. but pretty generic pop song that yeah. they've been producing for the last 
last few years and for me they've gotten away with it personally because they've been putting through these like lovely pop boys who i'm always uh, yeah <laughs> i'm always a sucker for but um, there was the loveliest pot boy uh well we're talking mans or robin bankston well okay the second loveliest <laughs> been robin. mans is the loveliest robin. pop boy but he was yeah, a while ago now the, robin bankston yeah. i mean that was because of the visuals because of the performance on that that was so different that was so fun i mean the song was a banger as well but I do agree that they haven't, I don't think since then they've really done anything different. The last three have been, and, and it's and it's because that one had a bit of attitude, whereas really yeah. I don't think any of the last three have had attitude in a, in a way that makes them stand out. Obviously the mamas have this, you know, this like, you know, really positive attitude and like this really strong attitude, but it's 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 nice and lovely and warm and it's not going to get them to win i've i've put them reaching 17th place i'd i'd agree about there sounds right i think it's good it's not the best it will probably do well with the juries because it's a Mm -hmm. well-produced song yeah uh, and they're great singers uh, but i don't think it will make a huge impression on the audience which might result in a similar uh, terrible ending as was last year with john no don't uh, don't 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 that's another eurovision moment that haunts me his little face (laughs) it's so sad so sad it It was so mean never do that again <laughs> never never yon what well, it's not even yon now god damn it new guy no, whose no, name i've forgotten good looking guy you this really good looking dishy guy. man don't do that to any of our other dishy people okay <laughs> okay it's all cruel. right well they would have got through to the final uh, but they would have yeah okay all right so we are moving on to number nine and this is Azerbaijan with uh the act effendi or the the singer effendi and the song Cleopatra. Let's have a listen to this one. Yeah. Azerbaijan return once again with a contemporary pop banger. This is my, <laughs> this is what I wrote. And not since CITV TV show come pop group Cleopatra song <laughs> coming at ya has there been a boppier song about the Egyptian queen. This is, that's a, that's a old callback for you there. This is oh, Effendi's yeah. fifth attempt at becoming Ooh. Azerbaijan's representative to Eurovision. And thankfully, she will be returning to represent Azerbaijan next year. Isabel, tell me what you thought about Effendi and Cleopatra. Well, we've got another queer-friendly anthem here from Azerbaijan. This is the year... This is the year of queer at Eurovision. It would have been. It's the year of queer that never was. The opening lines of the song are, Cleopatra was a queen like me, just like me, just like me, straight or gay or in between. Opening lines of the song. Pow! Yeah, I'm bisexual bitch. Love it. So, I... I don't... It's it's weird. I feel very conflicted about this one. Right. Because... The video, so the video is, I feel it's a bit like a watered down MIA mixed with Beyonce. Uh, Yes, I put MIA influenced as well. Very MIA influenced. 
Um, I don't actually think the song's that great, but I love mm. it. I don't I don't know how to explain that. I yeah, love it. Yeah, I really like yeah. it, but I don't actually think it's that good. I, I feel like they've made an average song that tricks you, maybe with the ringamna bit, tricks you into thinking it's an incredible song. I th- if that makes I sense. Think a, I think Azerbaijan are quite good at that, at tricking you, <laughs> like throwing loads of stuff at you until you go, yeah. oh, I guess, oh was, I, love it. I guess that was great. Yeah. <laughs> I think and that I was feel great. that way about this. Like probably yeah. if someone with no emotions listened to all of the Eurovision <laughs> songs, no Eurovision emotion listened to them all, mm. they would mm. very rationally go, no, no, this isn't good. It's not, mm. we, we don't put this one through. But mm. in real life, I think probably this would go quite high. <laughs> this would rank yes, quite high. I agree. So so Azerbaijan last year got to eighth uh, place uh, with their song. And I think that having just said that Sweden are sort of almost stuck in a rut, I think Azerbaijan are almost approaching Sweden in their level of like consistent pop hits. Um, they've been doing really well for a good few years now. Um and as you say, like that opening line, especially for a country that is seen as fairly, uh, what's the word to, to describe it? Pretty conservative, um, quite re- quite heavily religious, um, I think is, I, I would hope it's not just pandering. I don't know that much about her. Me neither. I would hope so too, because it does feel this year that there is a bit of pandering just because ev- like there's so many songs that have either overtly LGBTQ, you know, elements in, in wording in the song like this, the opening lyrics are about her being bisexual or saying that she is yeah. bisexual, like Cleopatra. Yeah. Or they have queer elements drop. in the video. They have a death drop. <laughs> we'll just chuck yeah, in a death yeah, drop. Yeah. We'll put in some voguing. Everyone knows what that is now. And so I do feel like this year, there must be acts that are pandering, that aren't actually living this because it's just too overt. Well, and and actually I think, yeah, so that's something that is to be aware of at the very least and hope Mm. that it doesn't kind of go down that way. I think there are other elements, other themes, and I'll, I'll talk about one a little bit later that are quite exciting new themes for Eurovision in terms of diversity in other ways yeah. um, that are something that we can really celebrate about this year. So I agree with you that it's it's a little, it's something to, to keep an eye I on. I think is- it's just, it starts verging on stereotyping. Yeah. When yeah. you, when so many acts are including queer elements, mm in their performances or in the songs, but it is things like, oh, you know, we're gonna do voguing and a death drop. It becomes a stereotype of what queer culture is, of what it means to be part of the LGBTQ family and community, which then it's a bit like, okay, this is, you, you've watered you've watered down gay culture for the masses here and we and and we don't fundamentally want eurovision to become like rupaul's drag race it's no. not about that no we if you speak to if how... you speak to drag queens there's yeah. you know there's a huge um community of drag queens who hate what rupaul has done to drag culture because it's made it watered down it's made it for the masses it's made it very competitive in especially in american drag now because if you haven't been on Drag Race, then who are you? And as soon as you are on Drag Race, you can suddenly command these huge 
huge, huge fees for doing 10 minute performances at little club nights. Whereas the other drag queens are like, okay, yeah, fuck me. I've been, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years. And that queen who's been doing it for six months got on Drag Race because she's nice on Instagram and is now the biggest thing in, you know, in America. And so I, I, I think that you just have to be careful with these things that just because it's popular, doesn't mean you whack it into everything. Doesn't mean it's the best thing to do because it is just stereotyping. Then, when it all, if, if that is the only part of gay culture that people see, yeah, that's a yeah, stereotype. Yeah, absolutely. Well, having said that, I think this will finish in seventh place. <laughs> I think also it'll be top ten. <laughs> yeah, 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 just inside the top ten, but not top five. Uh, I, I like the song. I, I agree with you. It is a little confusing, and maybe they just confused us into putting them there. But if they did it to us, they'll do it to everyone. So yeah, fine, fine with that. <laughs> Okay, uh, we are moving on to the 10th song of the night and that is Belgium uh, with the group Hooverphonic and the song Release Me. Um, Hooverphonic might sound like the name of a fun band in a similar vein to The Roop and Little Big, but they're actually a trio who have been together as a group for 25 years. Wait, what? Um, How old are yes, they? Exactly. She only looks <laughs> well, 25. Yeah, exactly. So the lead singer has actually only been a part of the band for two years. Oh, thank uh, Christ for that. I thought I was having a stroke. She joined when she what? was one. Uh, no, oh my God. <laughs> no, so the, the main group is actually the people who are in the band, which is a little strange when it's Eurovision and they're not playing live and it's just the, the singer. Um, uh, but no, yeah, the, lead, the lead singer, Luca Kruisbergs, uh, joined two years ago. Um, their entry this year is a song about saying goodbye and coming to terms with mortality and finality. We're not going to listen to it, no. but I will say one one thing. Uh, if I had a button to press that would announce the winner of this year's most like a James Bond theme song, I would play that <laughs> button now because this is... Shit Bond song Bond time. Theme. Shit Bond song. Yeah, Isabel, what do you think? What's happened to Belgium? What has happened to Belgium? For three years running, they gave us what we wanted, what we needed, what we expected from their beautiful nation. They gave us Loic with Rhythm Inside. They gave us Laura with What's the Pressure? They gave us Blanche with City Lights. Mm, Since then, so good. it's like they've not wanted to qualify for the finals. They need to buck their ideas back up. We expect better. We know that they can deliver better. They have got banging pop anthems they've got odd little dance tracks in them they've got weird and wonderful and and fun singers uh that they can put forward but the last basically since blanche i've had no interest in any of the belgian entries and actually they don't they've not been qualifying because of it and i don't think they'd have qualified with this as well hoover phonic have actually been they've been announced as the 2020 entry as well which i'm not at all excited by uh, 2021 sorry i'm not interested in that no, I think, I think, and, and actually probably one of my themes of this semi, which might be different from yours, is that with so many like upbeat party bops, I think that the slower songs will struggle to yeah. be remembered because there's such a variety. It's not like every party bop song that is in the semi-final is the same. Um, I think that they will take up a large majority of the 10 that qualify. Um, and I think this one is a non-qualifier. Same. Belgium, try again. Try harder. harder. Try harder. <laughs> but Hooverphonic will be returning next next year. So maybe try harder in 2022. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, now let's move on again to uh, the 11th song of the night. It is Croatia and the uh, singer Damir Kedzo with the song Divli Vietre. 
Uh, now, Damir has quite a pedigree coming into the contest. He was the most listened to male singer in Croatia in 2019. I wow. don't know where they listened to him or how, uh, but he was most listened to. And he won the Grand Prix of the Slavyansk Bazaar Festival in Belarus and won the New Wave Festival in Sochi, Russia. Isabel, what do you think of Divli Vietra? Lovely, handsome man. Lovely mm-hmm. voice. The song itself, again, um, maybe because this year is so full of bops, it just didn't do anything for me. At first, when I, when I was first going through and listening to them, when I got to this one, I was like, mm, may, probably it would kind of scrape through, it would sneak through, but it wouldn't do very well in the finals on the night. Actually, now that I, once I went through my list again and had to choose the seven that would get knocked out, I've put this as a would not qualify. And I know that we've got slightly different lists, so maybe that's going to be different for you. But if this got through, it would sneak through and then do very badly in the finals. Yeah. I, I No, I completely agree with you. I uh, did not qualify for this one as well, uh, which means we, we differ further down the list. Um, mm. But um, yeah, I, the other thing about this, again, like, like you say, you know, it, it's not that stand out but the other thing with this i think is a problem with the writing itself and the performance is that it hits a quite a high level quite early on and then just stays there yeah it's like he's just trying to show off his vocal power the whole way through and there's no like kind of time to relax he's just very powerful for a very long time and i found that you just kind of lost where you were in the song and yeah it, it i i yeah, I don't. I don't think it would have qualified. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Croatia. I don't know whether you're coming back in 2021, Demir. But um, just give your voice a little break. Have a little break in the song. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, okay, number twelve. The twelfth song of the night is Cyprus. Uh, you know, an old favourite of ours of recent years uh, with Sandro and the song running. Sandro, his real name is Alessandro H. Kruten, was actually born and currently resides in Germany, but he has German, Greek, and American roots, and is fluent in German, Greek, and English. And if it wasn't clear already that Sandro was an overachiever, (laughs) his calling for music began at the tender age of four years old when he started singing and playing the drums. And he continued his connections with his roots by taking part in The Voice of Germany, representing the USA at the 2019 New Wave Festival in Sochi, before he was selected to represent Cyprus this year. Isabel. God loves a trier. Um, (laughs) God loves a trier. Sandro is very hunky. He's a hunky man. (laughs) Very hunky man. Real hunky man. All I could think, though, when it when it gets into the uh, bit, is it sounds... This is one of those... This is this year's Eurovision song where you go, oh, it sounds like that song that came out last year. And there's a dance track called Lose Control that came out last year that has a bit that, in the chorus that goes, uh, 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 I need your love, I oh, need yeah, yeah, your... Yeah, that yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. Exactly, literally the same. I played them both simultaneously today and I was like, oh yeah, they they took that bit from that dance track last year. Oh wow, yeah. The song itself doesn't stir me in any way. He stirs me slightly, but the song does not stir me. Uh, But I think it would have got through. I I think it would have got through and then on the night would not have done very well at the finals. 
So it's uh, the song itself is about uh, a tunnel of darkness that we must keep running through in difficult times. Grim. Um, but also the strength needed to stand tall through it all. I wonder if, you know, this sort of song, I mean, it's, it's kind of dancey. It's like slow dancey. Yeah. Um, I wonder if next year it is just all going to be bops because everyone's just like clamoring to to party and get hammered and, and, and celebrate with each other. Yeah, um, probably actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not going to be the country who puts forward something dark and grim it's depressing yeah, yeah the year we got past a global pandemic yeah 2021 yeah. is gonna be fun. fun i think it'll be fun i think i hope so i hope it's not all gonna be about like feeling alone and isolated that would be oh, terrible Christ, no <laughs> no but i'm with you i think this sneaks through into the yeah. final and then finishes at about 20th place um it's a it's a far cry from elaney two years ago oh, um yeah. but i think I think that people like Cypress and I think he'll get through. Yeah. Not a bad song. It's just not. He's a dishy man. The hunky men always do pretty well, even if the song's not great because of the patriarchy. (laughs) Next song. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of something that was great a couple of years ago, um, but maybe taking a different route. uh, We are going to Israel with uh, the performer Eden Elena and the song Feker Libi. Now, all right, I think I, I mentioned it earlier. I do think that this is the, a good opportunity to bring up something that I do appreciate about this year's lineup. Uh, and that is the much better representation of yes. people of color than in previous Eurovisions. And this song in particular, I think, like, is a perfect way of highlighting that. And from a country that you might not traditionally expect that sort of diversity to be represented. So Eden's parents both hail from Ethiopia and she herself was was born in Jerusalem. And when she was a teenager, she joined a choir of local young adults who would come together from all backgrounds and religions to show the potential of music to bring people together. So let's have a listen to Eden Elena's Fekir Libby. That was uh, Eden Elena with Fekir Lebi. Um, as I said, you know, she she was in that choir from all different backgrounds and she herself has uh, lots of different influences uh, on her uh, culturally. And I think, I think, and I don't want to preempt what you're going to say, but I think you can really hear this in this song. And some people might say that it sounds like three different songs just stuck together. <laughs> and there have been songs like that in the past, but I think this works well and kind of, uh, conceptually works really well as well uh, celebrating the diversity and the coming together of different cultures Isabel uh, what do you think I love it I think she's stunning the dancing is great the outfits are great the melody's great the beat is great the confetti you know you said on last week's episode there's not enough bubbles at Eurovision yeah. not enough confetti either confetti. we relied too much on sparks falling from the ceiling and, and fire, fire. <laughs> more confetti more bubbles at Eurovision they're so much fun. The whole thing is fun. And yes, there is very different elements to the song, but I think it's a very good mix of Israeli that is that is that Israeli melody in some bits of it with but with an Afrobeat in the rest of it. That like you can hear her 
her background coming through. You can hear her Ethiopian heritage with her Israeli upbringing um, mm. mixed into that song. I really like it. It's oh, I'm good. really I proud. Was, I was I'm really happy with Israel. Else. No, I think it's great fun and just full of joy watching them all perform. They're all clearly having a great time. And I think that gets the fans on board, that gets the audience on board as well. If you look like you're loving this, we love it as well. And I, I love it. No, I, I, I really love this as well. And it is, it has that nice message, but because it works conceptually, it's not too cheesy and overly yeah. sincere. Um, like some of her lyrics are a little bit kind of like, um, I don't know how you describe it, but like, you know, a little bit obvious. Um, but actually it is the performance that really sells this. And yeah. she does a really great job performing it. Um, I don't think it would be in competition to win, but I think especially compared to Israel's effort last year when it was very clear that they they didn't want to win nope. two years in a row with the song that was dull as dishwater, uh, they've really stepped up. And it's a real celebration of diversity yeah. and uh, yeah, of, 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 sort of different cultures. I think it's great. Same. I think it would have got through the semis. I don't know how well it would have done in the finals. I think maybe mid-range. Yeah, I said I said 10th. Yeah. I think it's not going to it's not going to push in for sort of competition for the top, but I no, think people I think maybe will. a bit lower than 10th actually. But Really? I think it's great and this is definitely a a a road that I would like Israel to continue down. And she is coming back in 2021. Fantastic. So, More joy. Yes. More joy. So hopefully they right. will continue it. I also think we shouldn't forget that a lot of black people watch Eurovision as well, you know, and actually that representation breeds popularity because that's yeah. what people want to see when we've had those years yeah. where it's basically been an entirely white crowd of singers on stage you know there isn't there is something to say it's not pandering when it is actual representation of people that you know and like and they are part of your culture yeah uh so good for israel and we i'm actually of all the artists that's one of the ones i'm most looking forward to seeing in same 2021. yeah uh, okay, let's move on. We are uh, moving on to 14, song 14 of the night, and it is Malta. Uh, we've got a little place in our hearts for Malta always oh, because yeah. we were on a, a list of top six podcasts. They like so our podcast. Thanks hey, to Malta. our fans of Malta. <laughs> um, and it is uh, the singer Destiny with the song All My Love. Now, Destiny has been very busy over the years. She's not a stranger to the Eurovision family because she won Junior Eurovision in 2015 Ooh, wow. with the re with a record-breaking score. And she may also be familiar to our UK listeners as she auditioned for the 2017 series of Britain's Got Talent where Simon Cowell said on watching her performance that they've been waiting for someone to come out who could be a star and destiny may be the one as she made it all the way through to the live finals but finished in sixth place in the semi and thus was eliminated okay and um, she also technically competed in last year's eurovision song contest as she was the backing singer uh for michaela pace's chameleon which is malta's entry from last oh, year yes come on um, chameleon uh, do we do, do we need to listen to this one? Do we want to no, to? I no. don't think we need to listen to it. Okay, yeah. So, Isabel, uh, what do you think of Destiny or My Love? So, the B 
beginning of the video is terrible. It is like a perfume advert. Live free, run wild, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, fulfill yeah. your destiny. <laughs> it has like a weird voiceover, right? Bizarre where, yeah. beginning into the video. Absolutely not necessary, terrible. Like I did actually think for a minute that it was an oddly placed YouTube advert that was just actually for a perfume called Destiny before the video of the song Destiny. I assume, I assume they wouldn't have that voiceover in the actual like, before. Oh, I would hope so. I hope not, awful. <laughs> Destiny herself, gorgeous lady. I don't think the video does the song justice when you're watching the actual music video, which obviously wouldn't be the same on stage. But although a very of the moment with all the face masks of the, the, oh, the people doing, there's I lots of people. I think it's meant to be as a kind of covering themselves from from the government kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but very of the moment. So well done for predicting the future destiny. The song seems to change halfway through, which confused me. I'm not a f I'm not actually a fan. I think she's great and her voice is amazing. I don't li I didn't like the song. I think it would get through the semis and yeah. would rank very high in the final. Rank quite oh, high in the final. But I I didn't I wasn't into it. I I said it feels a bit like a John Newman, not to be confused with his brother James, who's who's representing the UK, like an upbeat award stage walk up music. Oh, yeah. It's fairly like not non offensive, just like a positive kind of dancey song. Um, it's it's got there are some elements which I think will like does step it up as you say to qualify and actually you know get to a, a little higher than 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 the bottom end of the chart yep. uh, at the end result. So I, I, I quite like the acapella section towards the end. Um, I, you know, they could do some fun audience engagement stuff where they get people to clap and stuff like that. Um, it's a very well-produced song as well. And I think very for, Monta, well for, a, for a very small island, you know, I think they, that they... They know how to make a song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it shows that you don't have to be a big country to produce a good song. San Marino. San Marino, uh, learn from <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i agree i think it's a safe qualifier yeah. and, and who are definitely up their game they didn't qualify in 2017 or 2018 but i was a big fan of chameleon last year yeah. as well and i think that this will finish around 15th place yep same um, around the halfway mark similar um there Okay, uh, we are going now to norway uh, with ulrika and the song attention uh, now, uh, I will say, rather being rather than being automatically invited to represent Norway again next year, Ulrika has only been offered a place in the finals of Norway's Melody Grand Prix, oh, to which she has she has she has so far declined. <laughs> and I get it because I'm like, what are they going to do with Melody Festival and like or and Melody Grand Prix? It's such a huge like audience and They'll a redo huge it. market. They'll redo it. They've the mummers, the same thing. They're not gonna automatically there's no way it's yeah it's their biggest tv show like yeah they can't so anyway uh isabel what did you think of ulrika's attention i mean it's a message i can get on board with i just want your attention love that line but i'm afraid it's another year of no way norway for me they've added fireworks so in the same way as earlier we were talking about confusing you into liking the song that's a very it's a very tried and tested eurovision method you confuse people with visuals with odd noises with dancing with outfits to make them believe the song is better than it is that is what norway have done this year they've added fireworks to what is 
fundamentally a mediocre song to fool people into thinking it's interesting. I also hate her dress. I hate it. I love glitz. I love glitter. I love sequins. I love glam. That dress is hideous. It is all wrong and they could have put her in something stunning. She is a stunning woman. And I mean, we you know this is the year of queer of us as i've said and if we're gonna if everyone else is gonna lean on rupaul <laughs> for their entries i'm gonna lean on it with my Boy. judginess michelle visage would tear that dress apart because the hemline <laughs> is at the wrong place on her leg the way yeah. it is fitted to her the material they've put forward something that they're trying to fool us into thinking is glamorous and powerful and amazing it's not i think they would have got through because it's norway but they absolutely would not deserve to get through with this song. This should be out at the semis, but I don't think it would be. Yeah, well, I said, I said, uh, I feel this song is rather ironically named attention because it does little <laughs> to stand out. <laughs> um, look, it's a powerful ballad, but as we said, like this semi-final is, is all about pop bangers and pop like tunes that give you three minutes of party and then are done um and i don't think that this one does it i don't think no. she's, i don't think they would qualify um and but it would be a Norway. huge i know but it yeah and they did very well last year to. they finished sixth um but i i don't think they would, I'm not, I don't I'd, think be, they would. I'd be happy with your opinion i'd be happy for them not to qualify but i think they would you would have said belgium would qualify after three years of belgium producing bangers and then but the Be belgium don't have they're not part of that block the same way that norway are you how often i don't know i need to do the research but how often do do any of that scandy block not qualify for the finals that's what i'm gonna look into actually a bit of data pressing there i think norway has been has i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look hang on so they didn't qualify in 2016 was the last time they didn't qualify and it seems like once every actually i'll tell you what it's like once every four or five years they okay. fail to qualify okay so this, this could be the time the they fail to qualify it's yeah, not maybe it's completely uninteresting yeah, it is uninteresting, non-attention. Okay, uh, we are moving on to Romania uh, with the song, uh, with the singer Roxon and the song Alcohol You. Uh, Roxon has been described by many as Romania's Billie Eilish. Uh, I think that's mainly just because she's young, got dark hair and sings songs that are not like pop uh, bangers, uh, but are deep and housey. Um... But I think this song is is actually kind of more traditionally a ballad than than and much less like Billie Eilish. Uh, do what yeah. do you think as well? I like it. Yeah. I think after you know after slaying us with the iconic Yodel It in two thousand and seventeen, Romania lost their way a little bit. They haven't qualified for the finals for the past two years. And I think this is a great effort from Romania. Luckily, Roxanne will be back to represent her country next year. I think she is a really interesting performer. The song is very odd and interesting. And I, I, I just like it. It's not a pop banger like the rest of the, the entries, most of the rest of the entries that we said would get through to the finals. But I think this would get through the semis. I think it's cool. 
It's very cool. It's actually cooler than you would expect from Romania. Yeah, I I, I really like it as well. Um, I think, I hope that next year, because from everything she was described as, where she was described as producing music that was deep house and, you know, Billie Eilish-like, I do think that this is a little more mainstream than that maybe. And I hope that yeah. maybe next year she comes back with something more her normal style rather than trying okay. to, yeah, yeah, to do agree. a ballad. I I think this will qualify i think this will get through to the final but i don't think it's got enough that's unique about it to make it stand out so i actually put this right down at 22nd place right near the bottom yeah agree agree i don't think it would perform well at the finals but it would get through the semis and i like her and i'm excited to see what she's going to put forward next year Yes, yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, another one that we're looking forward to next year, which is great. We get this kind of like weird two-year lead up to some of these acts we get to follow for a couple of years, which is very nice. Okay, we're going to go for the last entry of the semi-final, and then we've got uh, three more of the big uh, five plus one. Um, so we are going to go to Ukraine now with go underscore a and the song solo ve. I'm going to make us listen to this one. <laughs> So that was uh, Go A with Solo V. Now, what I think they've done here is taking very literally and unironically Mans and Petra's advice from Peace, Peace, Love, Love. The whole song. So let's go through this. The whole song starts with a traditional instrument being played, uh, then has very traditional singing, um, and then brings in a man playing a big drum. But then that man starts playing a drum machine and his laptop to make it sound contemporary. Um, so it is very much taking inspiration from uh, Mans and Petra's advice. Which, to be honest, if Mans and Petra told me to do anything, I probably would. It w- so it, it was explaining how. To- to win Eurovision uh, that's what Ukraine have done yeah absolutely so Isabel what do you think of Go A's song Solo Ve it's very very similar in vocally to Poland's 2019 entry yes. Fire of Love yes. which I loved I like this song I like hmm. that vocal style I find it very interesting I was a big fan of Poland last year but those sharp vocals are very marmite. You either are fully on board or you cannot listen to them. And I I loved Fire of Love last year, but I have close friends who are not, you know, they are they have interesting musical interests. Um they hated Fire of Love. They couldn't listen to it. They hated the song. Fire of Love did not get through the semis, which I think was a travesty. It fully deserved to be in the final. It wasn't going to win. It wasn't going to be top 10, but I think it deserved to be in the final. It deserved that place. It was a good song. This similar, I don't think it would get through. I'm into it. It wouldn't get through the semis. Yeah. So that that vocal style is a vocal style called white voice. And we I remember we talked about it last year. I think for yeah. me, it's something that I kind I liked parts of Poland's entry last year when it kind of went into the chorus and really picked up whereas this to me feels like it's it doesn't feel 
like there's a contemporary bit to it that makes you go like oh yeah i can no, it's like it's a remix as, or whatever it's not as good as poland's poland century and if that that's why i think like if that didn't get through this would not get through either because it doesn't have that that modern enough element to it a guy wearing a baseball cap is not the, the contemporary enough element for you to get through to eurovision finals exactly yeah <laughs> no i think i you know i i well we talked about Maruv last week and I think that Ukraine for me have taken a little like they had the chance to really be like Ugh, a real yeah. contender they could have been Azerbaijan in that they're in like top 10 top 5 every year after they won um, and Maruv I think if they went in that direction they really would have been to me this yeah. feels a little like they've gone back in time it just feels like I'm all for a Eurovision entry that embraces and in, and and in involves like a cultural heritage or a, a, a cultural sound yeah but you still have to make it sound like something that you would hear on a regular basis in modern music um and i think that this doesn't doesn't do that it is it kind of feels Agreed. too too old-fashioned um so apologies ukraine but it's it's an, did not qualify from us no for me either so before we go on to Three of the big five plus one. I'm a bit confused. Oh. <laughs> because I feel like we've agreed on everything apart from the ones one. that you were like, nope, they're going to be in the top yeah. 10. But I don't know what other ones you would say okay. would be knocked out then. So my knockouts yeah. are Belarus. Yes, agreed. Ireland. Agreed. Lithuania. Disagree. North Macedonia. No, they're in. Slovenia. They're out. Belgium. Uh, yeah, they're out. Croatia. They're out. And the Ukraine. They're out as well. So you've... But how Norway. Does that work Norway's then? out. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, that's one. Okay, so that's one different one because I said they'd sneak through because they're Norway. Have I done, have I done 11, 11 qualified? I, I just love them all so many, much. Mate. Hang on, let me, you count and I'll say. So you count on your hands. So qualifiers for me are Australia, Lithuania, North Macedonia, Russia, Sweden, Azerbaijan, <laughs> uh, Cyprus, Israel, Malta, Romania. That's 10. <laughs> what have we done that's different then? <laughs> have we missed out as well? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> some are out and some are in. There you go. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. All right. we're moving on. So, uh, so the countries that uh, would have been able to vote in the first semi-final are Germany, Italy, and the host country, Netherlands. So we're going to go through these uh, and talk about them now. And the other of the big five plus one are we're going to talk about next week. So starting with uh, Germany with the artist Ben Dolich and the song Violent Thing. Now, you can really tell when a PR team have got their hands on writing the bio for their artist <laughs> on the Eurovision website because some of them just read as a fairly bland play-by-play. -play. Uh, Ben's opening paragraph is, I think this isn't going to make you like him anymore, is... Uh, Singing affects our bodies and our souls. No, no, voice, I'm, out, I'm, out, I'm, out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. A voice that we find appealing may stop the time or drive us forward. It may give us goosebumps and flood us with endorphins. Ben Dolich has such a voice. It is at once 
crystal clear, warm, euphoric, and semi-androgynous. It is a voice unlike any other in today's pop music. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Ben Knowledge. One of the things in that sentence is true. It's semi-androgynous. Yes, That semi. I agree with. The rest of it, are they high? My God. I mean, that's a good PR team because they are batting for you to the very end. Yeah, if you're going to get a PR team, get Ben Dolich's PR team. Jesus. Uh, no. I'm going to make us listen to it, though. Let's listen to it. Oh, fine. Oh, don't tell your mama. with the song Violent Thing representing Germany. Isabel, I think you have at least hinted towards, towards what you think of Ben. Give us, a, give us some <laughs> thoughts, give us some thoughts, give us some ideas. So, okay. My original <laughs> notes for this song were that it would do very well. I don't particularly like it. The melody okay. is very good. I'm not really into his voice or his face or the lyrics. Right. Um, <laughs> We had a bad Katy Perry song from Ireland earlier. I think that this is a not very good Justin Bieber song from Germany. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, however, the more I listen to it, the more I enjoy it as what it is. It is a fun pop bop. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a very fun... It's a fun song to listen to. Actually, it's very inoffensive. Um, it's fine. However, watching the video again just then, I, I kept thinking when I was watching it previously, like, what does he remind me of? Who does he remind me of? Why do I know his face? And it's because about four years ago, there was a specific, there was a, so there was a style that was going around London, Southeast London, specifically the Campbell, Peckham, Dulwich regions of London, that a, a handful of my friends fancied those boys very much and a handful of them absolutely did not. And we all as a group named that style of boy that they that they looked like rat weasels. <laughs> <laughs> And they'd be rat weasel boys. So we'd see them and half of the group would be swooning and the yeah. other half would be going, oh my God, he looks like a rat weasel. Like, it's another rat weasel boy. Why do you fancy him so much? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ben. I'm so sorry. But you no. sit in that category of rat yeah. weasel. Yeah. And 50%, according to the, yeah. the, the demographics of my group, if we're broadening that to the wider population, 50% of the, the population finds you very attractive. Right. And your, and your group, you know, if I say so myself, very... We're a diverse like, bunch. On trend, But like very on trend, very trendy, very oh, like good looking yeah. bunch of people. Oh, so we're not, all gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. rat weasel sounds quite derogatory, but it 50% of the trendy people love it. The 50%ers <laughs> still called them rat weasels and loved it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They were embracing the rat weasel. So Ben, this is not meant to be offensive. But as Sounds soon as his really face popped back up on the screen, I was like, oh my God, it's a rat weasel. A rat weasel. <laughs> so 
Sarah specifically would fucking love it. Reg- regardless of uh, Ben Dolich's rat weaselness, I love this <laughs> song. I think as a song, it's great. I see Ben. I don't look at Ben in 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 that way necessarily. Um, <laughs> He's not. He's not for me. Like one of those ones, like a uh, Robin Bankston, where I'm like, no. hmm, I'm having feelings. Uh, uh, even no, a- you <laughs> swoon over a better dressed man than Ben. I'm afraid Ben is too cool. Yeah, you and swoon I think over a, like a charming, mm. a charming older man than Ben is. <laughs> But you someone, do. Yeah, I someone do. who could take me take me out, treat me nice, and then treat yeah, me bad later. Yeah, who knows how uh, to make the best old fashioned you've ever drank. Absolutely, Whereas yes. all Ben is buying you is a can of Red Stripe. Yeah, he's not impressive. He doesn't impress me no, uh, doesn't in, impress a, in a me. visual way. Yeah, I think that that's it. Um, but I like the song. I think it's, it's a fun party song. And if I know, like, from last year... If I had people around and we were really drunk and this song came on like at oh, Eurovi- yeah, you'd like, have a for dance. the Eurovision night, this is one of the ones that everyone would be up and dancing. And I think yeah. it would do pretty well, especially as Germany came second to last last year, just a few points above uh, the UK's Michael Rice. Uh, um, and this year, I think they would, I think they're pushing 11th place. They're pushing the top 10 with this one. Same, 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 same. I agree. They'd be up there. Congratulations, Germany. Although I feel like I've said that about most songs, this semi-final. Anything I've said has got through to the semis, <laughs> that's got through the semis to the final, sorry. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. About 10 10th place so semi-final two is gonna have to be a lot (laughs) worse or a lot better (laughs) yeah there's a lot of middle ground here uh okay let's move on to the second of the big uh five plus one and that is italy with the singer diodato and the song fire remore so uh, Diodato, as with all of Italy's Eurovision entries, won San Roma with a song. And it was pretty well received in Italy. It topped the charts uh, in the country um, after the win. Uh, Isabel, tell me what you think about Italy's entry. So Diodato beat Francesco Gabbani from entering the competition oh. again. So I will back this song just for that alone because I hated that man <laughs> and I still hate that man. I think it was one of the most overrated Eurovision entries of all time and that he gave me the creeps and normally when a man gives me the creeps i'm right i'm right about it and i don't i don't know i don't know any bad things he's done but i know <laughs> he gave me the creeps so not interested i think it's a beautiful song you know the the actual lyrics if you look at the lyrics in terms of the translation to english it's very interesting very very beautiful. So the song itself, Fire Amore, is, it means make noise. So it's about a relationship and it's about communication. And um, I like it. It's very beautiful. I think it, it, it stands out in the wrong way this year because of the other entries, like you've said before, in terms of there being so many upbeat bangers. But it's a lovely song from Italy. Um... I don't know how well it would do on the night. I think they were trying to follow, you know, there's always the song that tries to piggyback off last year's success. I actually think this is what that is. I think it's too similar to the Netherlands entry from last year, which I'm gonna happily say again, I didn't like, (laughs) I thought it (laughs) was really bad. Italy should have won last year. I stand by that. I think their entry last year was incredible and way more interesting than the Netherlands, which 
I I found painful and still it's not on my Eurovision playlist I would happily never listen to that song again I think it's boring and this is too similar to the Netherlands last year I think it's more beautiful but we've had it we've had that we've had that slow beautiful moody brooding song we've done that we're moving on we've got new things to focus on now yeah, and for me, again, it's a sort of another one that is a little disappointing, especially after Soldi's oh, uh, song so last good, so year. Which is so good, so interesting, so different. Yeah. yeah, and the singer itself, it it does, it feels to me a little, a little sort of painting by numbers ballad. Agree. Especially from Italy, because Italy are very good at ballads and almost like Sweden with their pop hits, Italy feels like they can sort of effortlessly in a not great way as in they have put very little effort into producing a ballad put forward these songs that feel very romantic feel very moving you know the italian language they get away with it yeah Yeah. and and his singing is nice his singing is good but i think if this was a woman singing in english or uh singing you know another european language we would would you're right you're so right roland you're you're (laughs) so right sometimes um obviously these these three uh, big five plus one uh, automatically qualify but i've put this in 21st place it's it's not it's not doing much no, to get, agree. To get i don't points. think it would, it would sit very high in the final all right well uh let's move on to our last song that we we're reviewing for this show and it is the netherlands with yangu macru uh, i hope that's uh, pronounced correctly and uh, the song Grow um, now Django is of Surinamese descent and it's actually uh, strangely the third Dutch entry with Surinamese heritage to enter the Eurovision Song Contest very odd for um, a country he... that refuses to ban blackface isn't it I know yeah very, <laughs> very really strange. odd one for them to keep putting forward a very diverse black entries uh, who they still they keep allowing that yearly racism to take place so that's real fun um so he also talks openly uh about the importance of him being an openly gay role model for young surinamese people uh, which is obviously yeah it's obviously a country you know suriname a country where gay culture is often considered a taboo subject i'd quite like to listen to this song because i'd quite like not we need to end on a song really shouldn't we the more i learn the less I know Through every high and every low Oh, the more I learn The less I know Through every high and every low I grow The more I learn That was Django McCrue there with the song grow i think that was a i mean look we talk about countries who decide very much that they don't want to host twice and they can do it in one of two ways they can enter a really nice song that isn't going to win or they can enter a song that literally they are absolutely ensuring will not win 
I really like this song, and I think um, it rounds up nicely what we were talking about the di- about the diversity in other ways than just LGBT, which obviously we wouldn't want to forget or put to one side. But in a non-stereotyping way, you just said he's a gay man, he's an openly gay man, an openly gay Sudanese man, and yet that video, that song, has no gay stereotypes in it whatsoever. That is representation. That is true representation, representing who you are, not what the stereotype of your people is of your culture is um sorry i've had i've had half a bottle of rose and a beer and i am on my soapbox now uh, <laughs> no but i think you know it, it is a it, you know if we're talking critically about the song i think it takes a long time to get to yes. uh the point where you're like oh this is a really nice song yes. i think it's, it's very right similar at the end. to it's literally in the last 30 yeah. seconds of the song do you actually yeah. go oh i'm feeling emotions oh, right this is now nice. yeah 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 i also think it's very similar to netherlands entry last year Mm. um but perhaps with someone who maybe you can get behind even more uh, because of their backstory um but yeah i think that i think it's a it's a very nice song i i literally my only notes for this was i wrote this is a perfectly nice song yeah absolutely yeah yeah. because it is it is a perfectly nice song that is that is kind of all. I'm very happy that Xiangu is going to be representing the Netherlands next year because he is, which is wonderful because I think he's a very interesting performer. He has a lovely voice. Um, again, from that representation side of things, I like that from the Netherlands and just in Eurovision as a whole. But hopefully next year, you know, it will be two years since they won. Incorrectly, they won. <laughs> So hopefully Xiangu will come forward maybe something a little bit with a little bit more punch to it, a little bit more meat to it, you know? Yeah, but I do think like, uh, you know, I was, well, I don't know about Israel's attempt last year was so on the nose. We don't want to win. And just like it felt, (laughs) especially for, you know, we always feel with one of the big fives who automatically get to the final and then clearly don't put in the effort. It's very disappointing. So, you know, for the big six to put forward something and automatically get through to the final with something that is clearly kind of a waste of an entry is disappointing. Whereas I think this song has a lot more going for it than that. Agree. Um, as, as, As a song um and as an artist um but it, but as as we say it, it 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 wouldn't win i think i put it 19th place um it would get a decent amount of uh, of people voting for it but uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be about the same hugely up there i'm about the same i'm on board we're mostly on board with each other this time we are we are we got that one big disagreement with the root but other than that i think we were uh, but i mean we, we all there. know that i'm correct so <laughs> we'll never know we'll get never know ready for next episode where we will review and judge semi final two that has some big big bangers in that we're all crazy and waiting for they always do this they say that it's all picked you know accidentally oh it's random (laughs) lies lies eurovision you know you make us wait for semi-final two to have those big big sexy hits in that we're all waiting for which we will absolutely be reviewing in next week's episode and we'll be revealing who we also think will be the eventual well would have been the would have been the top five eurovision 2020 yeah Um, and you can't disagree yeah you absolutely can't you absolutely can't (laughs) prove us wrong
<laughs> this is the official, not official, place to find out who won the Eurovision 2020. Uh, all right, Isabel, do you, is there anything else you want to add before we before we close out the show? Oh, just that I love you all and please continue to stay safe. I know that there are changing... I mean, this is all changing in every country all the time. If you're in the UK, is the lockdown going to be released? Is it not going to be released? I personally have seen the difference in the last week the last two weeks people outside how they're interacting how often they're going out in their cars the amount of traffic the amount of pedestrians not socially distancing I have had people glare at me for walking across the other side of the road for wearing a mask when I'm in shops don't do that don't do that don't be that person don't lax you know don't slack off now because we are still in the middle of a global pandemic In the UK, we are past the peak, but that doesn't mean that people every day aren't dying from this and the NHS is under a lot of pressure. And I'm sure the same is the case in most of your countries, unless New Zealand, because Jacinda's (laughs) cured it because she's amazing. She did pretty well with that. She did real good. So unless you're New Zealand, please, please, please stay safe. Keep your neighbours safe. Keep your friends safe. Keep your family safe. And I look forward to speaking to you next week yeah thank you all so much for listening and as Isabel said we will see you next week bye goodbye